Hey guys, it's Stephanie. And it's Jackie. And it's time to sound off. Wait, but guys, sound off in the comments below. Below, below, below. <laughs> sound off in the comments below. The comments below. In the comments below. As in, sound off in the comments below, you may have heard us say that once or twice on the She's All Batch podcast. And we've said it so much that I feel like it's just become a part of like the She's All Batch lore and the She's All Batch narrative. So we decided to start a little breakout episode where you guys can literally sound off in the comments below. We get a lot of questions. Where are these comments, so to speak? We'll get to a bunch of mm -hmm. questions today. We already got a couple of questions from you guys, so we're gonna sound off today. But moving forward, you can send an email. I'm gonna be putting up question boxes on She's All Batch's Instagram. Jackie's mm -hmm. gonna be putting up a couple question boxes. So there's gonna be plenty of opportunities to sound off and then be sure to listen when we release these episodes because we may answer your question. And discuss. Yeah, I think this is like such a nice way to make you guys more a part of the She's All Batch community and like really open up the conversation because a lot of people have said, you know, listening to She's All Batch is just like, chatting with your girlfriends. And so we want to chat with you guys some more. Also, it doesn't have to be bachelor topics. We want to expand. You guys know we love reality TV. Mm -hmm. We are true millennials at heart. So we go way back to the 90s. If you have any questions in that realm, we're going to dig into all of that. So should we get into it now, Jackie? I think so. This is the first okay. one, guys. So bear with us. But I'm so excited for this new little chapter in She's All Batch history. All right, this first one comes in and they asked, what is your favorite interview that you've ever done? Also, that's also going to be hard, guys, because these questions will be on the spot. Mm -hmm. Whereas sometimes when you have time to marinate on things, it's a little, yeah. you, you realize what how you really feel. But on the spot, it may be hard. I know, but we can marinate within the discussion of the podcast and maybe like the answer that you your like gut reaction is at first might not be the same answer once we really talk it through for a few minutes. So yeah. we also may be doing some research live on the pod. If you ask yes. the question and we're not quite sure what the latest update is on it, we may do a little Google. Who knows? I know we're literally professional detectives. I don't get why the FBI is not asking <laughs> us to join their little club because you saw us get down to the bottom of Greg and Clemence. Like that was some real <laughs> true investigative journalism some might say mm -hmm. for real like no it was like that, that's journalism baby <laughs> we're like an episode of cops to be honest what, what we did what we were able to accomplish then but anyways so mm -hmm. favorite interview that you've ever done i think i have to go with blake horseman um i think he was so transparent and great with us like we talked to him legitimately for like two plus hours um and i think i that was my favorite interview because that was a season of paradise that I was really invested in and like re really cared to know the answers to. And I think, you know, my connection to different Bachelor alums is not always equal. Like how could it possibly be? But Blake was someone who I had been following from the, the beginning of his journey on the show, was really invested in his season and all of that stagecoach drama. So to be able to just like be face to face with him and just like legitimately ask him the things that I personally wanted to know and like get down to the bottom of, of a lot of it, I think was the best. But also for best. him to be willing to spill. To say it. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. like you can be invested in a person and ask them all the questions and if they don't care to really share, it's not going to be that great. Yeah, no, he was so lovely. I will say honorable mention though. You just heard the interview with Courtney. That was also a really great one because not only was she, this is the second time we had had her on the podcast and she was great and like always gives a lot of great juicy behind the scenes tidbits, but it's also really sweet because she 
clearly like listens to the show often and like knows all of our little like phrases and stuff. And so to hear her like say those things back to us and be like, yeah, guys, like let's creep. I was like, oh, you really do listen every week and you really do no, like she's know us. Awesome. It was like three little girlfriends chatting and catching up. And I really loved that one too. Yeah. Okay. I will say, I mean, obviously Michael Stagliano, love you. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you keep coming back. But yeah. someone else that stuck out to me, I remember when I interviewed Caroline Lunny, mm-hmm. and I, we we said in the interview, I'm like, I, don't you wish like we could just stop and go get drinks? Like I actually felt like a girlfriend connection to her that I wish that she did live closer because I feel like we would be friends yeah. in real life. A few other interviews that stood out to me, Ben Flanick and Sean Booth, and those are two of our best mm-hmm. interviews too. And like... I watched them on TV before I ever did this. So it was cool to then be like kind of fangirling out and asking questions not only in a podcast way, but like I I really wanted to know this when I was watching and I get to actually ask the person. Mm -hmm. Clayton. I mean, there's just like there's a few that really stand out as like really, really good. Okay. Coolest person in your DMs. Um, there's not that many cool people in my DMs that aren't what? bachelor Leslie. people. No, oh, that's what I was what? about to say. Like anyone oh, yeah. with a blue check mark in my DMs is from the bachelor. So I feel like that's to be expected. Like obviously they're all in there. Like Who's Clayton, the Blake, Leslie, for sure. So yeah, then I guess Leslie. She's the most recent and she's definitely like incredibly relevant and cool. And she, we messaged <laughs> a little bit back and forth after um I met her a couple weeks ago. Yeah, go back to the episode titled Meeting Leslie if you want to hear mm-hmm. how Jackie sent her champagne. Leslie was in my DMs too. I will say non-bachelor because like I feel said, like you probably have good ones. I don't have that. No, I mean, it's all bachelor people. I would say probably Spencer Pratt because I mm. want to get him on the show. And yeah. now that we're having sound off in the comments below, it's not just a bachelor segment because we want to get into like reality tv and pop culture in general so i actually have dm'd with spencer about coming on the show so mm-hmm. if you're listening and want spencer to do that why don't you go shoot him a dm and let him know yes he's like dream I mean, guest for me he's at this dream point. guest i was scrolling through my dms i'm like is there literally anyone cool ever who has like dm'd me that's not bachelor related and the only honorable mention this like isn't even that cool but it's cool to me and probably me only The other day I was like on my friend's podcast and they talk about like women in music and we did a whole episode about Wicked and then Wicked the musical followed me and DM'd me and sent me like little green hearts. And I'm like, that is a star-studded moment. I know. That's amazing. I know. Oh, wow. I don't have a whole musical DMing me. Wicked the musical, blue checkmark official account. (laughs) So stupid. That's amazing. But yeah, they sent me a green and a pink heart. Wow. I know. I've really made it. Right, well, speaking of Spencer Pratt and the Hills, let's journey back to that time period. We have a question. Were you team LC or team Kristen? I think the Hills was a lot more influential to me than Laguna Okay, Beach. team Heidi, team Lauren, because that's the follow-up. Obviously, like, as a teenage girl, I, w- I, like, thought Lauren Conrad was, like, the most fashionable, coolest girl in the world. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's wearing black nail polish. Like, we all have to wear black nail polish. And the little side braids, the amount of times I tried oh to, like, God. do the little side braid. I feel like by, by, like, sophomore year of high school, I got kind of good at doing the little side braid. But, like, I put her on such a pedestal. However, even at the time, there was always a little soft spot, spot in my heart for Heidi because in high school, I feel like I dealt with like a situation with like a group of friends who were just like being like classic, like high school mean girls and like all kind of like not saying this is the same situation at all, but like they all kind of turned on me. And so like 
I was like kind of feeling like left out from my friend group. So then I felt so bad for Heidi, like trying so hard to like get back in with Lauren and them and like really wanting to make amends and just like Lauren being like, no, meh, 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 meh. So always, even though I idolized Lauren Conrad in high school, I had like a soft spot for Heidi. But now as a grown ass adult, I'm like team Heidi forever. What's crazy is like, I've heard that uh, Lowe's not friends with Lauren anymore. Audrina in her book says that she hasn't talked to Lauren in mm-hmm. years. And Audrina confirmed, Audrina would love to get you on the pod. Uh, mm-hmm. She confirmed that um, in real life, if you didn't play by her rules, like yeah. you were kind of kicked out of the club. I do think she was a terrible friend on that show. Yeah. Period. To all of her friends, all of her friends, it was like, if you're not making me the number one priority in your life, you're done. Exiled from the group. That's how it was. My, so, okay, I totally agree with what you said that, like, Lauren Conrad, literally, I wanted to be her more than anyone in the entire world. She, she's gorgeous. She really did she have is. the best fashion. We can look back at the fashion now and say that it's cheesy, but at the time, it was the coolest Ground, thing in the world. It was she, groundbreaking. She invented black nail polish. She I was going to say, did she invent headbands? Like, I feel like she made, like, scarf headbands a thing. There's a reason why I had 500 of them. And she really did such a good job at, like, captivating Mm -hmm. that demographic. Like, those millennial girls. Just She had us in the palm of her hand. At the time, though, and now, especially as an adult looking back, there's so many things that I think were fucked up and that, like, I don't know, in the first season of The Hills, Lauren's living with Heidi – but mm-hmm. then Jason gets a beach house. And then Lauren's like, I'm going to go move out and be with Jason. And like, you never see Heidi put up a fight. But then when it's reversed and Heidi gets the boyfriend and she wants to move out, like she literally puts her through hell. And there's like, yeah. there's so many things too. Like when Lauren starts pulling away from Heidi in that next season, when they're like, she, Heidi's choosing Spencer over Lauren yeah. and she's getting pissed. The tension in that apartment, like when Heidi would be there and like, hey, oh, like I got turkey for us. I got, I went to the store and I got turkey. And she's like... Yum. And then just like walks out of the room. She's so mean. She's so mean to her. And like, look, you can hate her boyfriend all you want, but like the fact that they've been together for 20 fucking years, I think proves enough that they weren't just doing it for fame. And I mean, I think Spencer and Heidi did a lot to really bring the show, make the show come alive. I don't know how much, I remember Spencer said before, like season one, it probably would have been canceled. It literally ends with Lauren not going to Paris. She goes to the beach house with Jason and then Whitney goes to Paris. Mm-hmm. And then what? Like right. it was season two is when Spencer came in and that's when like actual drama started. Like there really wasn't drama in the first season. No. Except Lauren getting on a red eye because she has to go deliver a dress to Lisa Love. Like what, that's the drama? Like, yeah, they really made the show. And they've talked now so much about like how they would like stage fights and, you know, they would really push Mm. it just like for the cameras because they knew that's what would get ratings. But someone like Lauren Conrad, who was also on the show, should have understood that and known that like they they weren't really like fighting and and being like that all the time. Did she believe them? Were they that good of an actor that even the girl in the room also believed that? I don't know. And then but then also, too, it's like. There's the whole, like, sex tape thing of it all. What do you think about... Because that, to me, is, like, at least a legitimate reason to hate someone if they started a rumor about you having a sex tape. But well, I, know, I feel like I know Spencer who has did come it. out a lot saying, like, that that's not true. That's not how it went down at all. This is the part I don't get. He has said that that's not true. In yeah. his book, which I own, guys, Heidi and Spencer, How to Be Famous, I literally Slay. bought it because I was, I was ups- wow. not like I was, I wasn't reading it like a manual. I was reading mm-hmm. it because I loved them and I loved yeah. anything The Hills. He literally said, 
I'm going to be real with you now. I did it, period. He's like, I'll, I'll tell you this. I didn't make it up. Something did exist, but it was really boring and really vanilla. But I was the one that planted the rumor to Perez Hilton. He says it in the book. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm confused that, I don't know, did people just forget that he said that? Well, Maybe know, we should ask him when he comes on the show. When he started doing those TikToks that were like, you know, exposing the hills and stuff, he said something yeah. to the effect of like, it was Jason, her ex-boyfriend, who like leaked the tape. But then Jason's parents and Lauren Conrad's parents got together because they were like very like Orange County, lot of money, like clutch my pearls mm. type of people. They got together and they're like, okay, how do we save our kids' reputations right now? Oh, let's just blame it on Spencer and just say it was a lie and it never happened. He said that recently too. So yeah. I'm like, and that to me feels a lot more believable. Do you remember back when the, the scene actually came out on the show mm -hmm. and Lauren and Whitney are at the office and she's like, there's some really horrible rumors that me and Jason made inappropriate videotapes. <laughs> Just like that phrase has always cracked me up. Like, yeah, not on a VHS. Do you think it was filmed on a VHS? This is like, what year um, was it? 2006? Like, yeah, I don't know. When were DVDs a thing? But you couldn't really like film on a DVD. Right. So they probably right. did have a camcorder. Oh my god! That you literally remember you when you literally put a VHS tape and you closed the camcorder. My right. mom, when she would film like our like home videos, yeah, had like it on her <laughs> shoulder, like not yeah. the handheld one, guys. There was an older one that literally had to sit on your shoulder because it was so big. She literally was like a camera guy in a movie, but filming me like open Christmas presents. Okay, not to be like so vulgar in this question, but like, why does one make a sex tape with their boyfriend? Like, do they think that's like hot to like watch back later for themselves yeah. privately? Like, what yes. would ever be the conversation to be like? Oh, that's the reason why? Yeah. No, it's just like something kinky, I guess. But because they want to watch it later? Or yeah. like... Or something uh -oh. about like, I don't know, knowing that there's like a camera on you, you want to like almost perform better. You want to be hotter, I think. Interesting. You okay. feel like a little bit of a porn star in the moment. So you want to... I'm like talking like from experience. Don't <laughs> no, leak my like sex tape. <laughs> no, but I, it's like, you know, the camera's on you. So it's like hotter. I don't know. It's something to spice it up, I guess. Okay. Got it. I just never understood in this day and age why, like, a, a couple would it's be clear like, no, you don't do. have a sex tape. Make no, one? I clearly do not have one. Yeah, like, you know what we should do? Make one. And then so that just in case we break up, you can, like, explain <laughs> me. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I there's still a lot of unanswered questions here. And I also wonder, too, like, did Heidi know that Spencer had released that information if he did? She knows what he did. Of course she knew. She knows what he did. You know why I'm mad. Why? You know what why? you did. What did I do? You know what, what you did. What did I do? What? Yeah, Lauren screamed that at her at Ledoux, but like, did she really know? No, she knows what she did. She knows what, yeah. In terms of LC versus Kristen, because Lauren was LC mm -hmm. in Laguna Beach, I say Kristen too. It was Kristen's boyfriend, but then her boyfriend's like hanging out with his best friend that like also flirts with him and gives him puppy dog eyes at every fucking party. That aired now, and Kristen has said this herself, if that aired today, she wouldn't have been the villain. And granted, obviously we know that like MTV was the ones like making Steven go to Lauren's house yeah. and like the edit and everything. Gosh, next one. Which celebrity breakup are you still affected by today? I don't really get that affected by celebrity breakups in general. I, at some point I'm like, guys, touch grass. You don't know these people and like you didn't see them. However, I still remember exactly where I was when I found out that 
Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were breaking up. Like, it literally broke news on, like, cable television. And I was maybe, I don't know how old I was. I was a literal child. But, like, everyone's, like, jaws on the floor as this comes in breaking news on the TV. Like, that's the type of time we were living in. I'm, I'm actually Googling it because I feel like it was on my birthday because I, too, <gasps> remember it. I don't know how to find, like... How, how do you find, like, the original article now? Because now every article about their split is, like, 10 right. reasons why Jennifer Aniston and, you know, like, we're yeah. not going to find the original one. But it does say January 2005. And I pre oh. I remember I remember hearing the news on my birthday on the 7th. So it either was, um, like, I don't know, the 5th, 6th, or 7th that yeah. I heard it, you know. Um, yeah. So I remember when they broke up. I wasn't affected by that as much because I was younger and I felt it so deeply they were such a golden couple like they had just done an episode of friends together you know that episode where he comes on and he's like I hate Rachel of course Bain. I do they were just like the hottest coolest people in the world they were I think I was more connected to Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey like I was um, the one that like when they would date other people and then break up I was convinced that they were going to get back together but after reading Jessica Simpson's book I just feel like completely deceived by Nick Lachey Interesting. How so? Well, I remember being obsessed with, like, how romantic he was on Newlyweds. The guy was, like, always leaving trails of rose petals everywhere he went. And all I wanted at, like, 18 years old was to be like, leave me rose petals on the ground. And then Jessica says in her book, like, that was producers that did that. Like, he barely didn't even know half the time yeah. that, that, that that was happening. He always put rose petals in the bath. They were always taking baths. And all That's I wanted was to be in a bath with rose petals. <laughs> so I was very shook when they... When they broke up, now I'm I'm over it, right? Um, God, <laughs> it's it's been some time. I'm healing, but yeah. there was a good period of time where I was like, if they can't make it, I I mean I still feel that way though. Like that Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson are no. gonna get back together. No, no, just like if they can't make it, what what do we say on the pod? Like you're good until you're not. Like you're happy until the you're only not. way you're to go is down. The only way to do is down. You're in love till you're not. You trust them until you don't anymore. They were like the top of the romantic, perfect match soulmate pyramid. And for them to break up, it was like, well, if they can't make it, no one can. Yeah. Were they really that like? Yes. Yes. I didn't really watch their show, Newlyweds. I don't know. I didn't see the love there. It was giving pop star and pop star fall in love. Oh, no. The love. Oh. No. <laughs> the love. No. The love was the love. the love was palpable. I felt it. I felt okay. like I was a third member of this. We were in a throuple. Got it. T piggybacking off of that, bachelor breakup. And if you're not affected because you don't really know them, but what one were you like super, super shocked by? The, what if it's not a real breakup? What if it was the day reality Steve changed his mind and said, Hannah Brown does not pick Tyler Cameron. Changed his mind. <laughs> he, he He's like, you know what? I don't think. Because that is a day I still remember in history where I spent mm -hmm. the whole day at work on Reddit. And I didn't do oh, a I thought you were gonna say crying. my job. <laughs> no, it wasn't that deep for me personally. But that, that shocked the world. Something shifted in the universe that day. In Bachelor yeah. Nation, for sure. The nation was never the same again. I remember where I was when I heard that news as well. So yeah. would you say that Tyler and Hannah is your breakup that you're most affected by? <laughs> but it's like their fake picking of each other was the breakup. You know what I mean? Like they never actually ended up together, but we thought they did. Well, their breakup on the show. No, but at that point I knew it was over between them. Um, Maybe hearing that 
Ari broke up with Becca to pick Lauren because at the time no one saw that coming because Lauren was like barely even featured on Ari season. This was like mid season that the spoilers were coming out and I was fo- following the spoilers. Mm-hmm. And then it was like Lauren B. Who is she? I had not seen her once before in my life, despite watching six episodes of Ari season. <laughs> so what's yours? For me, I mean, it's not like I was necessarily a Brandon Serene super fan of them in particular. I actually find on Paradise when the couples are like super in love mm-hmm. from day one, they're bore like that's boring. Like I would rather yeah. watch the couple that has a little more drama. So I was never super into them, but I was very surprised when they broke up because of how in love they seemed when they got engaged. More shocking to me, Ben and Lauren. Um, Caitlin and Sean, even, they were having problems for quite some time, but like, you just never thought they were going to throw in the towel, especially because there would always be breakup rumors. And then Caitlin would go on her podcast and be like, guys, we're fine. And then like shortly after they broke up. So I don't know if it was Mm -hmm. like damage control or what, but I was really shocked when they broke up. But Ben and Lauren, I really bought into their story. And now I wonder how much of that story was real. But it's true, you are in love until you're not. And it's like, you can have a great, beautiful relationship until it's not so great anymore. Yeah. And then you break up. Okay. And that's what love's all about, people. Right. Okay, the next question is actually a question for you guys. If you haven't started using Lumi Whole Body Deodorant yet, truly, what are you waiting for? I use Lumi every single day, and when I tell you guys, I never smell. I went through this, like, period over the summer, though, where I was like, do I smell what the fuck is going on? I didn't know if it was, like, something postpartum or just getting older, but my hormones were making me feel like I wasn't smelling that great. Until I started using Lumi Whole Body Deodorant, and truly, all of this changed. So Lumi is actually clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And because of this formula, it's actually safe to put anywhere on your body, literally anywhere. And what's cool is it's not just covering up your odor with another fragrance. It actually is formulated and powered by mandelic acid, and that stops the odor before it even starts. So if you want to check out Lumi Whole Body Deodorant, they have a Lumi Starter Pack. It's perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, which could be like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, plus free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off their Lumi starter pack with code She's All Batch at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code She's All Batch. That's L-U-M-E Deodorant.com, code She's All Batch. Seriously, guys, I swear by this stuff. I promise you, you will love it. Get the toasted coconut. That's my favorite. Favorite celebrity beauty brand. Do you own any products? The only I do have a Kylie lip kit, and I do like it. I think it's a nice color. Wait, but like is I wouldn't say it's one? my favorite. Yeah, it's matte, but I usually put a gloss over it. Okay, because I was gonna say the matte one makes me feel like I kissed a, a powdered donut, and I right. It looks so good. Well, not on me, but it looks so good on her and mm-hmm. other people. But like on me, I'm like, I feel like my lips, I can't move them because it's matte. Well, just, so it like, well, it's, it like looks nice for the first 35 minutes and then it gets all right. like crusty and weird. But that's why you got to, you got to hydrate girls. You have to put a gloss on. Yeah. I'm not well, really what a colors your, what colors your Kylie lip kit? <laughs> Coco K? I don't know what Dolce. it's called. I can like go find it. It's like a mauve burnt pink color. I want to get into Kylie's makeup line for a yeah, second. sure. Because... I don't get how one continues to release new colors because there are only so many colors on planet Earth. You cannot make up any more colors. And at this point, she's done. She did blue. She's done every single color you could wear on your lips. That I just wonder, like, 
are we just, well, not me, but are people just buying now for the new packaging? Because she'll put like candy canes around the lip gloss, but it's the same color you bought last year. And yeah, you put but like also people skeletons like around use it. their lip stuff and then you run out and then you have to buy it again. Sure. It's not like but once I, you buy it, you buy red, you never have to buy red again. I guess my issue is she's presenting it as a new product. Like, it's not like it's like, oh, I like... I yeah. don't know, Chloe, Chloe, what is it, fucking Dolce K? Remember they all had K in the first, the first batch was Coco K, True Brown K. Why is it True Brown K? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And I thought that was going to be a theme. And at the time mm. I was like, oh my God, cool. Put K at the end of everything, girl, go off. Now I was like, that's kind of random. Yeah. Um, you're not saying that you're selling that again. With the new releases and the new packages, they're different names. They're different things. Mm. So I feel like she's kind of taking the same stuff and just repackaging it and selling it. But like, I mean, it seems fun. Is. Like the packages seem really cool. I, just I guess wonder, that, but like, that's like a way to kind of like make people feel like they're buying something kind of new when like they're mm-hmm. obviously not. It's the same red. It, mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's just kind of like a little marketing trick. I have Kat Von D concealer, which I like. Kat Von okay. D has like a really good makeup line. Oh, I actually, I use that eyeliner. Sometimes my issue is like if you're... If you're a celebrity and you're known for wearing makeup or like you're known yeah. for like even Kat Von D, like you are known for like your look and like your mm-hmm. your makeup look. Kylie, sh- like you're very Lip big thing. into makeup. Yeah. It, the, all those make sense to me. My issue is when like a random. Right. Like Selena Gomez is like I know I've never actually used rare beauty stuff and I'm sure it's like great products, but I know it is that I it's heard. like the sometimes the it's random jump from like. Yeah, to just be like, oh, and I'm going to do makeup now. And it's like, if that's what you want to do, like, great. But it never, like, entices me to buy in the same way that, like, the Kylie lip kit, like, enticed me to buy because her whole thing was, like, lips. And then yeah. she has lip kits. Versus, like, Selena Gomez, if someone gave me a product from Rare Beauty, I'd be like, okay, great. I'm sure it's, like, good. But I don't, like, feel like I need to buy it because it's Selena Gomez's No, brand. and, like, yeah. Rare Beauty is literally, like, I'm sure it's one great. of the top, if not the top. It's, like... Apparently the stuff is really good. I will say I tried to get some and everything that I wanted in the store was sold out, which was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's like the hype that it's so yeah. good that it's always selling out. My issue is like when, I don't know, you don't necessarily equate the celebrity to a certain thing, yeah. but then they get into that space. For example, I love fucking Charlie D'Amelio and Dixie D'Amelio. I watched their Hulu show. Like they're great. But when they, I feel like they do a lot of cash grabs. Which go off honestly? Your your parents are doing a great job being your your managers yeah. and directing you because you're making a shit ton of money. But when they first came out with a makeup line, that didn't click to me because at the time, I feel like the half the time they were on TikTok with no makeup. It was such a bizarre reach for me. Charlie, like you were known for dancing, why not do like an athleisure line? Like I don't know, I just something that you're more like Maddie Ziegler doing Fabletics. That Mm -hmm. makes sense because I picture you being a dancer and wearing like athletic clothing. So that's why I never feel like that enticed to buy like a celebrity makeup something. Like I feel like like my favorite concealer is just like the Tarte Shape Tape, which I feel like is such a sleigh. And and, like, I don't know, but I'm not that loyal to like certain, like, I don't know. I'll try any foundation just to be like, oh, okay. Speaking of Kylie's brands, Mm -hmm. can we talk about Kylie Swim? I have such an issue with the fact that no one talked about it after... Like, Kylie released this swimwear line. 
It had all this hype. And then all I saw on TikTok was horrific reviews. Like people were like, this barely covers my vagina. It's see-through, but it was pricey. It's still a Kardashian price, but you're getting really shitty quality. So it came out in like September, which was a bizarre move too. Mm-hmm. got really horrible reviews and then we just sweep 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 it under the rug and no one talks about it again it's not even listed on chris jenner's um instagram yeah. as I one of like her kids businesses do, though like they just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks and if something sticks they go with it but like like remember when kim was like a ambassador for like sketchers like they have done everything i will say though that's not their brands that's her endorsing another brand but i think it's weird that on chris jenner's instagram so she lists all of her kids businesses top kylie cosmetics kylie skin kylie baby why isn't kylie swim right under that because they've just completely pretended that that never happened and i'm here to remind you guys that it happened and did, did kylie like refund you guys if you bought a kylie swim bathing suit sound off in the comments below yes you may be entitled to compensation (laughs) you know those commercials yes i don't know they never had to make a statement they never had to explain why it never came back it just no just sweep 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 under the rug i'm sure the chris jenner pr machine was like reaching out to all the news outlets and they're like never talk about kylie swim again i will sue the shit out of you if you do well kylie swim the last post the the instagram Mm -hmm. is still active but the last post is june 1st 2022 but what about all these people that were disappointed with what they got i don't think they intend to make anything right kylie's not gonna like replace everyone's swimsuits just although she should she should be like no worries i'll just send you one of mine i have a billion of them it's just odd to be on that level of celebrity have a brand that you released have it go badly and then just be like whoops yeah no it is weird but i i don't expect anything more from them I just wonder, like, can you have your hands in too much? Like, I feel like the lip kits, and I'm saying lip kits because before it was a cosmetic company. Mm -hmm. When the lip kits first came out, it exploded because I feel like it was 100% Kylie putting her heart and soul into it. When you have 47 different things going on, you can't physically be a part of every single thing. Yeah. So I wonder, like, if you're spread across too many different businesses and products, like, is it really authentically you anymore well but didn't she sell kylie cosmetics like 51 percent of it to some company some yes, cosmetic I don't, company i don't get how that works what does that mean does like kylie if it was her company she owns 100 shares of it she sells 51 to this other company then she cashes out that money and then that company more or less like runs her company and then she's done she can still be involved as much as she wants to be in whatever role she wants to be but like as an owner the the bigger company owns it so like if if they release something and she's like no i don't like that they could still release it that would drive me nuts no because no, she's still like she can still be like creative director or, or whatever she wants to be it's just like it's the it's like the ownership though i don't get there's it there's a difference still. between like a job being like a ceo and like being a shareholder like owner of a company you mm-hmm. know like you could own a company and do nothing to do anything like i can buy if i had a billion dollars i could buy like snickers right now but like i you would should. still have no say on how snickers is run at all but like you can but like for example i have a job at peacock doing xyz but i don't own any bit of nbc universal like i'm just paid a, a wage to do a job so she can still have whatever job she wants in the company you know what i mean not really but thank you for trying to explain it okay <laughs> no problem we can move on then do you think next question do you think 
Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will get engaged. This is recorded a few weeks early, so what if they are engaged by the time this comes out? I don't think they're going to get engaged anytime soon. I think if it were to happen, it'll probably be like after she's done touring, maybe after he's like done winning a couple more Super Bowls and he is like retiring from football. This could be the end game for them. Like she seems really happy. And this is the first time that I feel like she's dating someone who's like similarly on her level, but in a field that's totally separate from what she does. Like he doesn't seem intimidated by her. Like they can both just like shine and do their things. Mm -hmm. I love them together. I'm obsessed and I'm wearing a Taylor Swift sweatshirt right now. I will say, I don't really feel like I ever knew any of her other boyfriends, like the recent ones, like Hiddleston or whoever the fuck you are. Like, but like Joe why? Owen, who is he? Who are no you knows. though? But like literally, he's who a is he? What no, is he's, he? A ra- he's an actor, but he's just like not an A-list actor. He was in like that one random movie with um, Olivia Coleman and Emma Stone, The Favorite. And then he was on a random <laughs> Hulu show that no one watched. Everyone says wow. that on TikTok. Like he's, a, he's just like a random actor. Like he's just casually an actor. Not every actor is like, a-list. So this is the first guy that she's dating in a very long time that's like equally, I guess, is, are they equal mm-hmm. fame-wise? I mean, now. I would, I would argue now they no. are. I would argue no even still. Like Taylor Swift is like worldwide famous versus like Travis Kelsey's just a famous football player, which is only really an America thing. Okay, I'm going to throw a curveball at you because I know okay. you're a Swifty. What about we've educated ourselves a lot in the last year by talking to Beyond the Blinds. They feel very strongly that um, PR relationships exist, that two people get together in the public eye because it elevates both of them. Mm -hmm. Not like Taylor needed that, obviously. Sure. But like I just said, I didn't know who Travis Kelsey was, and now I consider him, like, not A-list, because I don't consider athletes even on the list. Like, they're just a different breed, I guess. Yeah. But like, I, I, I feel like he's a lot more famous than he was mm-hmm. previously. But I also think, I feel like I say this all the time when we talk about this, like you can be in a PR relationship and still like love each other and want that's to so enjoy. That's so weird. Really? I don't see why that's weird. It's like so many things can be true at the same time. Like you can love someone, but still acknowledge that there are like perks, superficial perks to being with them. But to get together in a PR relationship, it has to be fraudulent at first. Then you fall in love. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or else, or, it's, well, if you don't, it's not a PR relationship then. If it's someone that you actually got together with because you like them, then it's just we're together and there's perks because people like us. But if if it's a PR relationship, that's you strategically getting mm-hmm. together solely for the perks and then you fall in love. In which case, I think that's different than what you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as black and white, I guess. I feel like there can be a multitude of those levels of things. Well, okay. Do you think this is a PR relationship? Um, I don't just because, and I, I totally hear how there's like so many benefits for Travis to be in this relationship with Taylor, but I, I mean, obviously his don't think jerseys like selling out and shit and like no, NFL exactly. has benefited from it. What if like people at NFL orchestrated this? I know people have thought about that too. The fact that the NFL TikTok is always just like Taylor was here, this like <laughs> NFL Taylor's version, like literally Taylor made people learn about football. I didn't even know what football was until... Some would say she invented the sport. She did invent it. I don't think it is, though, because I think Taylor Swift, being as famous as she is, would not publicly enter into a PR relationship. Like, she doesn't need that. What if she doesn't know? I think she is smart enough, though, to know that, like, a lot of people would try to do that Right, that's true. To be true. with her. And I think she would really, really very well vet someone 
before coming out publicly? Because people have been saying too, like they've probably been dating for months and months and months before it was ever public. Cause that's clearly a very conscious choice on her end. She's like, all right, once we go public, like there's no turning back. Like your world is about to change. So I think someone like Taylor would be very, very, very careful before she publicly introduces someone as her boyfriend. Well, how could they have been dating for months? Didn't she just get out of that other relationship? Well, but people think they also broke up a lot earlier than it was like publicly announced. Yeah, Yeah. it just seems like ever since they became public, it's been like, whoa, in your face that they are together and they are dating and karma is a guy on the chiefs. I know. It's just been a lot in at once that makes me wonder like, like I said, I don't necessarily even believe in PR relationships. I don't understand how people do it. But again, going back to like celebrity breakups that shook you, I don't know. I don't believe anything anymore. Yeah. Like everyone's lying. Truly. Truly everyone is lying. In the entertainment <laughs> industry, like the, the well, because their personal life is their business too. Like it, it's all intertwined into one. But yeah, I just think someone like Taylor would really, really well vet someone. And she literally plans her life like three years in advance. Like I think all of this, like the her showing up at the game and then they're making all these appearances. Like, I think that was all strategically planned that like, all right, once we do this, like we're doing it and we're going to be out in public. And so, yeah. So engagement coming in 2024, you think? N- no. Oh, okay. People are saying that. even. Well, when the tour is still like not even done. Like she has to do all international now. Why can't you so, get engaged on a tour? I just think that would, I just think she'll wait till she's done. Wouldn't you know it be I mean? cool the, if he came finish, out on like, stage? Because I just think she's going to like finish. Like this is clearly like a defining tour in her career. I think she's going to like wrap that up and then maybe take a little bit of a break and get engaged and settle down a little bit more. And that would be the time to get engaged. Travis, if you're listening, I actually think a really good idea for a proposal would be like her final night of the tour. She doesn't know. And he comes out on stage and proposes. Cherry on top of this like amazing Sunday. Why not? Because I don't want the tour to be like wrapped up with like her engagement. What? It's it's the last day. But it's It's going to be over. It's about Taylor only on the tour. And in that moment, everyone will look at her and be like, fuck, I wish I was her. Because that's the coolest fucking thing in the world. To get engaged and have all these people that are, like, going to be screaming. I don't know. That's a really cool moment. No, for sure. But I just think, like, the tour should be just about Taylor. So tell Travis. He's listening. Yeah, so Travis, I would hold off. (laughs) I don't think you should do that. Yeah, I don't know. I I really just, I love them together. I I love how he doesn't seem intimidated by her and just, like, supports her and thinks she's great. Because she's just dated such, like, losery men. I think they're just kind of random. Like, they're not... um, But Joe Alwyn, like, did not, like... First off, he's an actor and doesn't like being in the spotlight. Like, guy, you don't have to be an actor. Pick a different job. Yeah, pick Um, a line. But he would, like, keep her inside and, like, didn't want her to, like, go out in public and, like, be the Taylor Swift that she is. And that's just, like, so unfair. Right. I guess that's why it's a little more shocking maybe then because I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, she's so private with her relationships. Right, like, right. we we hear so much in in the songs, but like, mm-hmm. we don't actually ever see it. And now we're like actually seeing. When was the last time she was like really in public? Like when she had those <laughs> that classic photo of her walking down the street with Jake Gyllenhaal, and she has her hands around his neck. Like, who fucking walks like that? That I mean, that had to have been a staged photo. That was not the last photo, though. Like that was no, in I mean, 2010 like, <laughs> or something. I'm saying in terms of like with a relevant like Jake Gyllenhaal, we know. I don't know Joe Alwyn. Yeah. Right. Well, you may be in the minority because people know him. Well, you know him. Taylor. Okay. Besides that, you didn't. No, I. Jake I Gyllenhaal. Do not know. You know him without Taylor. That's yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. 
But also Tom Hiddleston was an actor. Calvin Harris is like known. Why do I think Tom Hiddleston was a royal? Isn't he like in the event? No. <laughs> um, well, I think I middle middle Kate Middleton. Kate Middleton. Yes, Hiddleston. that is a royal. I, well, I know. I was like, wait, is, is he Tom somehow Hiddleston in like the Avengers or something? Oh, Thor, Loki. I don't know. I like don't do Avengers and Marvel at all. I call them boy movies and I don't watch them. I hate superhero movies. They're so boring because it's the same shit every time. Good guy, bad guy, big fight, good guy wins. Slay. Like, okay. <laughs> Special effects, billion dollars. Like, I understand cool. why people, there's an appeal to a certain demographic. I'm just not in that demographic. Yeah. I one time had a boyfriend that brought me to um, Avatar, which that's not a superhero movie, but I no. do categorize it as a boy movie because it's a movie that... I can't wrap my head around. I think it's okay. I sat in the movie, and when I tell you, I was like seething. I'm like, you don't know me at all if you think that I'm going to sit through this fucking shit. And Internally. And because wasn't it like five hours long? It is really long. I can't do this. And... I don't, I don't gel with this shit. This is not my, my cup of tea. So it made me really mad. And yeah, we broke What's up What's your favorite after. genre <laughs> of things besides like reality TV? Like, what's a show like that, like a Game of Thrones or like a, like, is there something that you would actually watch? In Game of Thrones, genre? Game of Thrones is a boy show. I can't. No, it's not. When I say boy show, all I no, mean I is it. that it's like totally mean. opposite of like something I like. <laughs> it's a not Stephanie show. Therefore, it's a boy show. Swords and wizards and shit. Like I can't do it. It's just not, it's okay. just not for me. Not Got for it. me, dog. Um, I, I like reality. I like competition shows. I like train wrecks. I feel like you like a little rom-com moment. I feel like you're always referencing like a, a 90s rom-com for something. In the 90s, yeah. But I don't like seek them out. I don't know. To watch. you Okay. Oh, one day, I want to sit you down and make you watch all of Game of Thrones. No, like I, I will com- not. Honestly, hearing your commentary on it or like me explaining Game of Thrones to you, I feel like could be funny. But like I'm going to be I'm going to be seething again. It's going to bring me back to that Avatar moment. I'm going to feel right, like I'm right, in that right. movie theater again. Like, why am I doing this? They have like they have swords and shit, right? They're all riding horses, killing each other. Yes, that does happen sometimes. I can't. There's I can't dragons. do it. I have an issue when in movies things happen that wouldn't happen in real life or that couldn't happen in <laughs> Man, real life. Man, that's like the whole thing about movies is that they're like Yeah, but a dragons. Fantasy. There's no dragons yeah. floating around. Okay, but here's the tea about dragons. Why <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> Why is it that I'm going to get very philosophical about So in so many ancient cultures like medieval Europe and in China, they all have this like mythology of dragons yet like those people did not know the other people existed why is everyone making up fucking dragons you know what i mean i don't know bro i don't know and then the one question is like were they dinosaurs and they just got confused or i don't know what the deal is with dragons why is every ancient civilization making up in their mind a dragon they're all coming up with the same fake creature why the the medieval english people were not talking to the chinese people being like hey we have this thing called dragons we write stories about but they also have dragons. You know what I'm this saying? Is why, this is why I don't watch this shit. I can't keep up. Like, I truly will watch okay, a movie. Okay, this is real life. This isn't a real, like... What do you mean dragons are not movie. real life? Dragons no, but I'm aren't saying in, in history, in, like, the lore... Dragons were there? Lo- why do they all have dragons in their stories, but they all didn't, like, know about the other one? Every what? ancient civilization is coming up with stories of this fake creature of a dragon. Why? Maybe it's real. Maybe. And we just don't know. 
Is it a symbol for something? No, yeah, no, it probably is. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, like ancient China, they came up with the concept of a fire-breathing, like, flying reptile dragon. In ancient Europe, they also came up with the concept of a fire-breathing reptile flying dragon. I'm like, it's just a very unique, specific thing that all of these cultures came up with the same fake idea. Well, why are you saying they who someone came up with it first so is your issue who who gets the credit for the dragon no i'm saying these groups of people did not talk or know each other how do you know do they tell you stephanie that is like normal history like those groups of people did not interact jackie Um, there's a reason why i I avoid these types of movies because i this is not a movie God, this okay. is not a well, history podcast. Guys, sound off. Okay, I w- I like should have a history podcast. Sound off in the comments below about the dragons because I am onto something and I know I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And don't Please. even get me started on dinosaurs. What? Why? I actually do want to get you started on the dinosaurs. <laughs> what, what about them? Well, why can't we just um like bring them back? Like we, we can do it. Stephanie, they have a movie about that, but you didn't see it because you which don't one? Like those which one? Jurassic Park. Oh, Are but they're kidding? not coming. But that's not real life. I want them to come no, back in real they life. Bring the, the, the whole thing in Jurassic Park is there's a so in a fossil there's like okay so mosquitoes take blood in Jurassic Park there's like a mosquito that still has dinosaur blood in it and it got weirdly fossilized so then they get dinosaur DNA and they create Jurassic Park which is all these dinosaurs it does not end well oh no they they just eat everyone do they just kill everyone I just feel like as a society we're so obsessed with dinosaurs like we literally pay and go see like their bones why don't Mm. we just make them again yeah well I'm just saying like in that movie, they did try that. Okay, but that was a out. that was a movie. I'm saying like, why don't but they we? have like so many Jurassic Park movies? Like, I think in the I saw like the last one because it was a, a Universal movie, so I saw it with work. They the dinosaurs went into the real world, and once again, horrible things happened. It was not a good wow. idea. Wow. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't try to bring them back then. Is what you're saying? I I think that would really mess with like the food chains and stuff. Okay, so we won't. We won't do it. Okay. (laughs) All right, well, those are all the questions we have time for today. If you want to sound off in the comments below, I don't know, maybe check out when are we going to do the next one? Like, we we don't have a schedule Um, yet. It's a mystery. So (laughs) if you liked this, let us know, and maybe we'll do another one. Yeah. But in the, if you want to sound off for a future episode, you know where to find us, and then sound off. And then maybe we'll talk about your topic next time. All right? Is that it? Yeah. I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches.